Welcome everyone to the show. This is the extra Star Wars podcast channel thing dedicated to keeping it realer than the volume. We're a collection of Star Wars fans from different perspectives on life. I like to read a lot of books and comics so we get a little bit of insight there. Mike, super judgmental, will keep it real for you. And Damien, our resident toy collector, brings in the best positive kind of angles that you will ever see and with our powers combined of course we're going to bring you the best show that we can bring because our opinions are here to stay just like that sequel trilogy now let's calculate that jump to hyperspace or the new beyond and we'll see you on the other side Oh, wow, that was a long black uh, outro there. I think there's a sneaky video and at the end of that. I probably didn't delete it. Doesn't matter. Welcome to part eight, the finale. The Jedi Witch, the Witch and the, the Warlord? What are we, what are we, stealing ideas now, Filoni? What's going on with this title? Goodness gracious me. Who's that, C.S. Lewis? I was just looking, I'm pretty sure it's C.S. Lewis. C.S. Yeah. Lewis, yeah, that's a book thing. Don't worry about it, I know it. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which was, by the way, a fantastic book I series. Loving not, that. Not a great book. movie, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the show. We are one late, one day late, mainly because we were watching the miserable Phillies last night as they blew a four-nothing lead. And I do think we should do a live show during the Phillies game. That would be a terrible idea, but maybe one day into the future. My name is Techie. We are going to the beyond. We have Mateo here. He is here, as always, for the cake. Balin is a daddy. And Damien is here better than Ezra Bridger. You, you two haven't changed your taglines at all no. th throughout the season. You've kept it pretty consistent. We had an opportunity to be like really funny with them. And you two, honestly, we were a little boring. No, I'm always here for the cake. Well, that is true. I loved the Star Wars Photoshop that Dame sent over, which was just <laughs> fantastic. If you haven't seen that, uh, it's just Hera's Lego minifig with a couple extra uh, single circle, uh, what do they call them, studs? Uh, Little studs on the backside, and that's, uh, that's okay with us. This is episode 124, we think... And we're here to not really break it down, but just to chat about it, to talk about it uh, with you. Uh, the final time for Ahsoka, which is super surreal. Watching, I don't know if you got this feeling, but watching my little miniature recaps within the intro is like, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this season that was super memorable, I would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really cool to think about. 
and I love putting those together and StreamYard, we're back onto it. I think uh, I just had to restart my computer. I think that's why my camera was going wacky dacky the other day and uh, that's okay. We're here. Oh, boys, I would like to get started with our overall impressions because this is one of those things where I was catching a lot of differing opinions on the Twitter and I've come up with a conclusion and most people aren't going to like it. And that's what I'm excited for tonight. Let's get going. The Ahsoka finale was a little polarizing for some. Uh, for me, I felt that it was the opening of doors rather than the resolution of anything. And I think they did exactly what they set out to do versus try to, I don't know, tie everything up in a neat little bun that most shows do. And the theory behind that is that we are just living in a comic book serial type of storyline now where it's never really going to end. And, you know, I would, I mean, we know there's an Andor season two, but Andor felt more tied up than the Ahsoka series. And we know Andor is going to have a second season. We have no idea what's going to happen with Ahsoka at this time. So for me, I'm a little conflicted because I like the finale. I understand the discourse with being disappointed about certain threads. Uh, and I definitely understand sort of the, uh, well, you had to watch Rebels to really understand the show. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. I don't know if you really needed to watch it. I bet you if you put somebody in front of the TV, they would be entertained by the content, but they would lose some of the value. So I'm all over the place. Rebels. Yeah, I'm all over the place with my overall impressions. Like, it would, my dad likes Star Wars. Would he like Ahsoka? I don't know. No idea. He probably would enjoy it because it's flashy and it's Game of Thrones-like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's and it's storytelling, I suppose. Um, Mike, what about you? You you raised your hand first. Well, I didn't watch Rebels. Dude, didn't you watch snippets of it? You didn't watch it at all. That's right. Uh, not really. I didn't the... watch a lot. I, it's, I know it's snips, about not it. snippets. Come on. You, you I, missed I Disney XD. That's what, oh, that's yeah. what you missed. Disney XD. I, I agree with you that I didn't think the uh, um, the finale was earth shattering, mm. but I felt like it had a great flow to it, mm. just like the episode before. But I agree with you. I think we talked about this afterwards, was that um, they answered questions with more questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really don't have a problem with either. I don't. Because agree. we know what we're almost guaranteeing Ahsoka season two. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Skeleton Crew, which is set in the same verse as this now. We are going to have Mando season four. And we're going to have uh, the, the Mandoverse movie. And mm -hmm. probably there's going to be more in between that. Mm -hmm. So I really don't have an issue with them answering questions with more questions. I, yeah. I'm fine with it. I, yeah. Like, but like I said, it wasn't earth shattering. Yeah. No big reveals, which is nope. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We knew exactly what was going to happen from the start, mm -hmm. uh, especially with our early predictions from part seven, which was just like, it ended too happy. Thrawn's going to have a victory here. 
Um, but no major thingies happened, and we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Dame, we throw it to you. Yeah, so, I mean, I liked it. Um, I think it did a good job of wrapping everything up for the moment. Mm. Like, you got to see where every main character was and where mm -hmm. we're leaving them for right now. Um, but you still had that that kind of Empire Strikes Back shred of hope that, like, you know, Ahsoka didn't seem overly worried. Anakin's watching over her. Like, you you know that they're going to figure out a way to get to Thrawn at some point in time. Yeah. So um, I like how they wrapped it up for the time being. Um, and, you know, no cliffhangers. I mean, like, I guess because I don't consider Ahsoka and everyone being stranded there a cliffhanger. Like, we know they're going to find their way. Yeah. Um, if, if she just stayed there forever with Sabine and, uh, you know, Shin and Balin, like that would just be, it, it would be the weirdest thing ever, weirdest choice ever. So yeah. I, I like the way that they wrapped it up for the time being, uh, not like an overly like happy, everyone's happy ending, but just like a hopeful ending um, and getting us looking forward to just this entire world that Filoni is building with all these various shows that's going to crescendo in the movie, which is going to be awesome. For sure, and I definitely think there's there's threads and opportunities abound post Ahsoka, um, and I couldn't say that before because you got Mando, which is really not too much connecting to the broader storyline. Now with Ahsoka, I think we're getting closer, uh, bridging the gap between our original trilogy and sequel trilogy and making it make sense. Um, I want to talk more about that during Way Seeking, of course, uh, but we definitely should start off with our top moments and shout out to Backyard Tardis for being in the chat. Thank you for being here. You're coming in with coming in with hot comments already, and we're, we're going to get to you uh, in just a few. But let's talk about our top moments. I want to say there's a fair amount of top moments uh, here. But like, Mike, you you alluded to, like, it wasn't earth This is not an earth-shattering episode. Um, mm -hmm. It's a tight 42, right? 42 minutes, 43 minutes, where you're just like, something, something very meaningful is happening on screen. Although, I do have a gripe about one thing, uh, which will come down later. My t most tippity-toppity moment is something that has happened for the first time in live action in every Star Wars content out there in live action, OTPT, Mando live action, Bobbuff, uh, whatever the other shows I'm missing, doesn't matter. Building a lightsaber live on this finale was the best part of this show. For me, um, one, it was, it was like I was back in Galaxy's Edge with all the scrap parts, so I thought that was great. Two, I realized that I am Ezra Bridger. I don't have a system. I have a method. That's just me now. I'm looking at my desk. This is what I am. I am I am Ezra Bridger. Thank you for that. Um, apparently, there is a deleted scene in Return of the Jedi, which has Luke building his lightsaber, <laughs> but it's deleted, so it doesn't count. Uh, so for me, I just thought... That moment was really cool to see, and of course, paying paying homage to Kanan, right? Mm -hmm. And that's probably something, Mike, that you you know you were like, "Cool, he's building a lightsaber." What you didn't know is that he's building the exact replica of his yeah. masters, right? Which you picked up on, sure. Mm -hmm. But like when we when I saw the part, I was like, "Oh damn!" You know, Rebels uh, unlocked Easter egg, which I thought was really cool. Um, 
But I just like who Yang in that scene is just fantastic with just being able to fill in some gaps. Like he called Kanan Caleb, you know, yeah. because that was his real name. Uh, we see uh, Caleb sort of in, I guess, what? Uh, oh, it was in the opening of Clone Wars, right? Season seven is Caleb in Clone Wars season seven, getting uh, sort of getting chased and whatever, which was which was cool. Um, and then, of course, you know, we don't really see him until he's Kanan Jarrus had to change his name and his identity, which is really cool. So, Weekly in Bad Batch. Is he in Bad Batch? Yeah, the very first episode. Was I thinking Bad, Bad, Bad Batch. Batch and not Clone I think Wars? He, he was getting chased in Bad Batch. That was it. That was it. Uh, which was a pleasant surprise for me. I thought I thought that was really awesome. But it's just amazing to see, you know, well, I guess the mystery of the lightsaber is like... <laughs> do you need to connect with the kyber crystal traditionally i guess not um not at this point um you know yoda would take you to ilum ilum is where you would get your your crystal this is known you know sort of um i mean cal kestis right gets his crystal i think on ilum or something like that or he gets the new crystal or the second saber or whatever and then Ilum is eventually turned into Starkiller Base, and then no one gets a crystal there, which is kind of wacky-dacky. Uh, but I guess with Ezra's being a Boken Jedi, right? He just doesn't matter. I don't need to be connected to this crystal, but I am going to mechanicize this lightsaber together. We're going to get this thing working. And it was kind of intricate uh, with the way it was created. There was lots of screws and things of that nature, and I just thought that whole scene was neat. Uh, from top to bottom so definitely one of my top favorite moments was that the first live action kanan name drop no no Hu yang mentioned it a couple episodes earlier uh, you mentioned it to um when they were talking carson about, uh, uh yeah, when carson. he was like jason has abilities his father um was kanan jarris ah, or something yes. like that um but still, uh, you know, again, mentioned twice must be nice uh, and important. So um, that's one of my top moments. I, I punt it to Mr. Mike. My top was the arrival of the true night troopers. The <sighs> you got the scary strings, scary strings. You got the green eyes. Yeah. You got the twitching, like the zombie, like twitching, like back yeah. into place. Yeah. It was frightening. Did it you was, like it? You I loved, loved it. it. Yeah. It was straight out of a horror movie. It really was. I, um, and then yeah. I literally wrote, they keep fucking coming. Because they're just deflecting every blaster. And nope, they're just going to keep coming at you with that slow Michael Myers walk. And <laughs> yeah, the only way you're doing it is severing minutes. limbs. Severing yeah. limbs. You have to sever them. Yeah. You know the the true arrival of the night troopers the the you know the undead night troopers yeah it was great it was horrifying but i feel like i don't know if the regular troopers overtook them when they were going up the up the ramp up the steps yeah they went from like the slow plodding walk to them sprinting up the steps they sure did yeah, I did. I did catch some. There was sort of scripty rewrites, and there may have been some scenes where they didn't know they were 
dead. <laughs> we're zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there Weird. may have been. I think I, I think I did read that there was lots of um, scenes. You know, Filoni cut some what would be considered key details yeah. um, and sort of threaded it together. I, I, I mean, I mean, one, one really dumb thing about Star Wars is the ability to slash a door panel and it will shut um, almost every time. <laughs> And it doesn't matter. I mean, there, I want I want a door panel to be slashed, and then nothing happens. Like you've actually <laughs> you've just locked it into place. Um, so that's that's super interesting. Uh, is this new? This is new, right? This is new. I knew. Well, I, I sort of assumed that's what Thrawn was mentioning prior to. Is yeah, we're gonna need your dark magics one more time, sisters. And uh, they sort of delivered. Also. They were volunteers, so did they know they were going to be brought back to life? Like, were they volunteering to be killed? Like, they knew they were going to be killed and brought back to life? Or were they volunteering that they knew they weren't going to be on the Chimera and not that coming one. back? Or maybe the details weren't exactly on the memo. <laughs> Could have been spoon-fed something. All right. yeah. Or maybe, oh, we promise you everlasting life, but they didn't specify. They were just going to be like a mindless zombie person thing or something. Yeah. But here's interesting things about that, since we're on Night Troopers, is the Death Troopers, which was a pleasant, pleasant surprise uh, yep. to have them. They were super undead. Yeah. You know, they were deteriorated. Um, they looked zombie-ish. So the question is, is were they always zombie-ish? Were these Death Troopers always zombie-ish? You just don't decay like that because right. you got... So then, like... Was the theories correct in saying that because of the red, you know, uniformy electrical tape, could they kind of, was the dark magic keeping them normal? And then they sort of were let loose into this invincible mode, this rabid mode. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. Very interesting. Yes, thinking. indeed, the silence. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I know. Like, I know. The files are inside the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Which which is uh it makes me think is there dark magic in these cases in the Chimera? I don't know. Yeah, what's what in is, what what's are in the, the box? cases? What are what's in the box? I maybe don't know. maybe in the threads holding the suits together, although that doesn't really make sense at the end with Ezra. Like the red, yeah. Like all the all the all the witches all have they wear red, so like it's yeah. Like when he like undressed magical, the stormtrooper, like, what did he see? Where's that deleted scene? Yeah, I want to see that seriously. deleted scene exactly. All right, Dane, I think we'll get a flashback. That'd be pretty cool. That would, yeah. I just you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how how important is it to have zombie troopers coming back to the galaxy we know. Mm -hmm. You know what's that going to mean? Um, there's some there's some chatter in the chat that would state that Peridia is a potential it enhances force abilities which would sort of explain why Sabine you know can unlock her potential uh, why Ahsoka and uh, Ezra can hold up a ship you know with with very little effort they weren't tired at all um, which is kind of cool I, I like that part a lot but was there some sort of enhancement of the force you know sort of like not zero gravity, but that concept where you're on it, you're, you're in a different galaxy and the force sort of is manipulated a little bit differently. 
you know, it's not exactly one, maybe it's 0.7, so it takes less effort to do things there. Hmm. Maybe there's some sort of central point um, in nature there. Who knows? It's just sort of, it's science. We love science on this show for sure. So I have an answer after I sneeze. Bless you! Oh my God! <laughs> Muted perfectly too. That was be beautifully done. Thank you. I, the, the finger was right on the trigger for mute. I, like, I know it's coming, <laughs> but I need to get my point across beforehand. Uh, edging. Edging. <laughs> so, I believe that the night troopers were regular old people in mm. their stormtrooper costumes. Mm -hmm. Costumes uniforms whatever and then they were brought back to life as the zombies because as they were doing their little chants and whatnot she says arise yeah so it wouldn't really make sense for them to be kept normal yeah then die yeah then arise so i'm gonna go with they were people mm. and then they were not people eh, that's fine whatever you say but that death trooper is sussy that's the only thing. Seems very... more droid than anything. Interesting. Death Troopers, very cool. Dame, a top moment from you, if you if you may. Yeah. So the the dead Death Troopers, the Death Death Troopers. Um, I love the the just the practical effects on seeing like the jaw and the teeth and everything when the ones holding up Sabine. Um, I thought that was pretty cool because. Like now, it's, it's got me thinking. Like, oh, were the ones from Rogue One? Like, how long has this been around? Are those actual just normal guys? Yeah, they're just really good at their job, and they get promoted to that rank uh, and and can wear that armor, or um, you know what? Because I just thought that was pretty cool, and I kind of like how uh, this show leaned into some horror aspects, mm -hmm. um, some scary stuff in there, some kind of jarring stuff in there that more than we're used to seeing. Like usually with Star Wars, it's you know creatures and grotesque like beasts and things like that um but with this like actual just undead humans yeah uh, it was really really cool and i do like that they you know they really worked magic into the the whole season um with the night sisters and everything else so i thought that that was one of my tops just seeing that was really cool um and then obviously uh sabine you know taking care of business and uh using the force to pull that lightsaber in and pull a uh, kylo ren Mm. and just off that one guy so that she did it first yeah technically she did it first there you go <laughs> so, all the all the um, all the sequel trilogy lovers are gonna hate that uh <laughs> no totally totally correct points on that um in terms of the death troopers i believe the death troopers accompanied um those imperial officers in white which would make sense for krennic right mm -hmm. who was you know in the white imperial officer uniform but uh, Thrawn is sans the cape, as they would say. Um, so yeah, they were the highest of the highs, and they sort of protected. They're probably Thrawn's personal death troopers. Mm -hmm. That's probably what they were, which was, which was neat. Um, speaking of Night Sisters, I gotta give it up for Morgan. No big shout out to Morgan, who is just very loyal in all she does, and. You know, gets gets the evolution, gets the upgrade she's been, I guess, maybe seeking, maybe wanting. And we get to see, again, not sure the context of originality, but we get to see the, the Night Sisters turn a sister into a Night Sister. Using, you know, mascara 
and some green <laughs> stuff. Uh, and that was, you know, sort of painful to watch, but also really cool because it's sort of... The one thing I might like about the Night Sisters is, you know, Palpatine found them to be a threat, so he wiped them out. So if Palpatine finds them to be a threat, we got three coming back to the galaxy far, far away and, and out from... Um, I got to give Rural Farm Boy a shout out here because he's got some insight. I don't, he, he listens to the pod a lot. Um, he listens to a lot of podcasts, but he's got some sort of insider information where he knows things and they were toying with, what do you call the galaxy that Peridia exists in? And there was a, the toying with the new beyond, which I sort of like, um, it's very mysterious. And the Night Sisters have a power that can uh, cancel out the force you know which is a good it's a good thing it's a good thing to have something that you know the force you know is not an all-powerful thing if you have it then it's sort of whatever i mean that's what we've been all that's always what we've been taught of course um but this blade of talzin you know seemingly made of magic can just withstand lightsabers and cut things in half and very powerful weapon wondering what happens to it post morgan but how about morgan working so hard to get to thrawn only to realize that i guess i'm not making this trip it appears that we are going to need more time and she's like god damn it <laughs> she, <laughs> gets, she gets promoted and then immediately falls out of the office window <laughs> <laughs> oh sure that's just you know but she did it. She did it with class. Um, although there was a little, uh, a little part of, I guess, rebellion, where he says for the empire, and she says for for death, which I guess is <laughs> fine. Maybe she's remembering when Palpatine wiped out her race. <laughs> Maybe that could be it. Um, but I was more, I was curious if we we're gonna have a little double cross for a second. And maybe she was going to try to go after him and he would have to take her out. But uh, now I just want to, you know, I don't think people talk about Morgan too much. And I want to put that in my top moments. And I thought Morgan was loyal to the end. Yep. Um, uncanny she and and a, and a formidable opponent. Um, I'm a little disappointed that she gets offed. Although, are we officially saying she's offed? Because she would be a good opponent. The sisters said she was. Yeah, I guess you're right. They she, they clearly said Morgan is dead. <laughs> there was Thanks. no remorse. Thanks, no Thanks Filoni. <laughs> Morgan is dead. You saw you saw what Filoni <laughs> tweeted though, right? No. He said somehow Morgan has returned. Damn it! I missed that. I know. I, I wish I was. No, I Sean. That was she was one of my tops too. Um, yes. The Blade of Talzin was awesome. Mm -hmm. I need that as a replica from yeah, Galaxy's Edge or whatever. It it just looked cool in live action. Um, you can find it on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> lost lost uh, merchandise that's lost just, in space. Uh, locked, padlock now forever. Yeah, but right. <laughs> I thought she was a good character. Um, I loved it. She was a plus and a my like a positive and a negative for me. Negative because I want more of her, and yeah. I feel like. It was like, okay, good. You're here to serve this purpose for the season, and then you're we're done with you. But I thought there was a lot more to her that could have yeah. been stretched out, um, because she really had like a pretty interesting story. Like, and for her to go through everything she went through to get this Thrawn, and then she's just basically like fed to the dogs. All right, see you later. Like, I I want to see more of her. It's a shame we 
probably won't unless there's something like now that we're talking magic like yeah anything's possible anything can happen um but yeah she was definitely a top for me i really enjoyed uh just like her kind of uh her glow up in this episode yeah the duel the duel you want to call it that well the duel i mean the duel starts in mando season two and finishes in ahsoka season one years later mm. i mean that's amazing that's amazing storytelling and it's on purpose storytelling and that's the storytelling that we like we don't like the random uh we don't like the disconnected we'd like i mean i like i'm gonna i'm gonna speak for you but i know we like these little small connections that, that can happen um i do wish she wasn't off though for sure I, I wish there was a little seed of doubt um that she would have survived which would have created some drama later down the line but alas um it is what it is poor morgan mikey i too have uh morgan on there as well but nice. not necessarily just morgan in general the the uh the thrilla and manila part two the <laughs> like their their second duel yeah which i feel like this one was finally a solid lightsaber duel yeah in this series and i mean granted it was a lot of far away shots so you know mm -hmm. it wasn't the actress who played morgan and you know uh rosario that did the work but everything about the duel was great especially mm -hmm. you know chop the lightsaber in half yeah, that's um, the interesting. Troopers right? come. Uh, Sabine comes back to help out using her newly acquired force powers. Um, but it, I, I thought it was the best choreographed, blocked lightsaber duel that they've had in this show. My only gripe, that's a hot. That's a hot take because there's been good duels in this I show. Feel like a lot of them have been chop. Most of them have been choppy. Okay. This one seemed better choreographed Got than it. the rest of them. Okay, to fair. Me. Fair. Um, like the a lot of the Sabine ones seem slower. Yeah, like they're they're not as fat. Like this one had some speed to it. Okay, okay, I'm with you now. And I feel like the music along with the duel went perfectly well with it. Music um, is very moving, is what I put down. And like great stops the, the like the way the music stopped at certain points where yeah. they you know clashed and clanged it 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 was it played like a story yeah i agree i totally agree with that i do have issue with the blade of uh Talzin. Talzin? yes um are either of you familiar with scott pilgrim versus the world the movie familiar with the movie can't say i've seen it all right. Isn't there a weapon in there? Yes. Um. Let me present this. When, <laughs> when Scott earns the power of self-respect. Let me see. Are you gonna present? Are you gonna present something? I'm going to present something. Oh, this is oh, the wow. best. This, hold on. Wait a wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> We've got unprecedented breaking news. Mike is going to present something onto the Streamyard stream. Uh, Never if you're listening, done. If you're listening to this on audio. <laughs> You better watch it on YouTube at the thirty-one thirty. If we get there, it could so, be th it could be thirty-two. Don't show these tips again. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to show the tip. So, see, Scott Earns. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second, I gotta add it to the stage. Oh, that is oh. the blade of thousand. That's the blade of thousand. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, is that Lex Luthor? That is not. That, oh. Wait, are you now confusing Eisenberg and Sarah? <laughs> That's not a bad confusion, by the way. That's not no, a horrible they're, one. they're definitely more similar because, they, they, and they both they both play the same awkward, scrawny person. Um, as soon as I saw the the blade of Talzin, I was like, Scott earns the power of self respect. Okay, okay, I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, man, you said something earlier, and I was gonna I was gonna piggyback on, but then you went into to presenting and doing something awesome. And I forgot it, so whatever. We'll move on. Um, love that take on the Blade of Talzin and Morgan. Look, the Morgan, Morgan love. We gotta get, we gotta get ourselves some of those triangle things, and then we can can create things and, and pinpoint GPS people. John um, Morgan. John, yes, right, John, John Morgan for sure. Uh, my final one, and it's it's a one that. Sort of maybe on my second watch made me a little emotional, uh, but I was not prepared for Anakin at the end. Um, sort of watching over and and being a like a proud papa, seeing his daughter, so to speak. Which daughter is interesting if you if you're starting to think about Mortis, uh, seeing his daughter sort of take that step. And oh, what I was going to say is. I didn't think Sabine was coming back for Ahsoka. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought she was. I thought she was gone, yeah. and then she came back. And it's interesting that she came back because there was a little connection, um, you know, earlier. And I totally maybe did I run of of the meaningful like masters are meaningful, you know, the or the uh, the relationship between a Padawan and master is very is a meaningful one, meaningful, but dangerous or something like oh challenging and meaningful that's what i wrote down mm -hmm. and i'm like that's gonna come back and it did uh because sabine you know made that decision that yeah i got my friend on there uh but she's gonna die because i think she was gonna get bested by morgan um for sure uh so she went back and i thought that would that was really neat and then i guess with Ahsoka saying, you know, I'm going to be here for you. Just to let you know. That is something that probably Anakin was proud of. You know, so seeing that now, the whole... How can Anakin show himself? There's questions. We are in a different galaxy, though. We may have a little bit of a force freedom there. There's there's robe mismatches. If you, if you consider the end of Return of the Jedi with the brown robes. Although they just mm -hmm. imposed... You know, hating Christensen's face on top of that. So, to, whatever. Um, I look past those little minutiae. You know, it doesn't bother me. But uh, just a little, little smirky smirk at the end. Like, just like super proud. The music at the end, the swell. I, I forget it, uh, what it is exactly, but I did. I just wrote down music is very moving at that point. So, um, there's there's a lot of top things that happens in that in that uh, in the in the episode, but. Anakin for me, man. They, they did a great job with Hayden. Um, but I think they closed the book on that. I don't think he comes back now. He's done. Hmm. You know, I don't, there's no reason for him to come back. She has grown up uh, at this point. Um, we got our flashback. We got our lessons learned. We got our final lesson. She, she is a Jedi once again. She's reborn. She made the ultimate sacrifice. 
right? Mm-hmm. And now there's really no reason his 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 job is done. He can move on. I could see it happening one way that I was thinking about, but I I guess when we do way seeking, I can okay. talk about that. Yeah, let's let's talk about that later. Any other top moments, friends? Um, I love the whole Balin scene. Okay. Um, I guess all like, thirty seconds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, but just um, emotionally, it's 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 tough because it's like I want to see what happens, and they yeah. left it in there, so they could have. I like there has to be some kind of. I feel like there's going to be a recast, or there's going to be something. Because he's just been for me like one of the brightest spots of the whole show. Like I, I love this whole season, but his character has just been so good. Like I was watching um, the other guys over the weekend, and he's in that. And I'm like, how is it the same person? Like it's right. just, it's just like a evil henchman guy in that, and in this, he's this complex former Jedi with all of these layers, and he goes to Peridia yeah. for this specific purpose. And like, are we going to find out what happens with that? But, um. The fact that they left that in there was a top moment for me because I feel like they're going to do something and at least tie up his story um, for closure, yeah. which is good because I think, uh, you know, say what you will, like you said, that like this episode has been polarizing, like from a, a lot of what I've read too. some people either enjoy it or they don't. Um, but I think Balin's been one of the things that most Star Wars fans can agree on, like has been awesome. Yeah, so I, I hope they, they do his story justice, at least and Ray Stevenson justice and. I don't know how they'll do it, but um, you know the fact that they left it in there I would, it has me excited to see what Dave is uh, going to be cooking in the lab. You know, it's not the first time they've dealt with an actor who's died, you know, on a project, and they're creative in a way to bring him back, um, or or just push him into a different medium, you know, or, or you yeah, know, comic true. comic series or whatever. But you know, the big thing is, you know, when I'm watching that. And I'm not surprised. I guess I wasn't surprised that Balin wasn't really present because he made his choice two episodes ago. This is what I'm doing. Fine. Shin, I thought, would have maybe went back to Thrawn, but maybe she felt shame uh, that she failed. Okay, fine. Maybe she saw the opportunity to lead these bandits. Whatever. Um, what I missed on the first watching is all the stat, like all the big rock formations. Um Again, I wasn't really a Clone Wars guy, so the whole Mortis arc really is lost to me of having this... Again, it's one of those things where it's it's like we're trying to explain the Force using a Trinity, which is a very Catholic thing to do, and I don't need the Force to be compared to anything. It's my argument against midichlorians and, and making it scientific, and now we have the religious aspect of it, Mm-hmm. And I would rather the Force be a mystery where, oh, Sabine didn't go through all this formal training. How could she possibly have the, the power? You know why she had the power? Because she believed she could do it. And our big friend Yoda said that you don't try to do things, you just do it. And as long as you believe that you can do it, it will probably happen for you. You know, that is why you failed. You just didn't believe you could do it. Sabine was very confident she was going to be able to push her friend, who she just got back together with, over a chasm in which he would have inevitably died, although I could argue that in the High Republic, there are ways for Jedi to soften the blow from a very, very long fall um, by sort of, you know, force pushing down. Whatever. I haven't seen that live action, but I would love to. Um, But yeah, uh... Lost my train of thought. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, the Mortis <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I'm not like, I don't care about it. 
what is this great power? What is the Mortis? Why is the daughter missing? You know, the son, the whole thing, the blah, blah, blah. Is Anakin the father? Is he the son? Is he the father? Is Anakin the son? I think it's tired. I don't really, you know, it's not going to matter when it gets to the sequel trilogy, which is probably why it's, it's, you know, but this is like Filoni's 12 year old child that he's trying to put to bed. Um, so I don't really know, you know, you got the owl, the mirage. I don't think it's an owl. I think it's a, a certain kind of bird, which only appears to Ahsoka. It's a turkey vulture. It's something. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I think it's, that's like, of course, the mirage there, you know, but why is it there? There is no reason or indication of why that would be there, but whatever. It's fine. Um, but yeah, Balin, really interesting character. I hope they recast him. I hope they continue it. Um, menacing nighty good stuff love it final thoughts on uh top moments that was a long top moments segment good very good, long top good work moments. for us <laughs> good work by us or bad work by us doesn't matter i'm good right. okay great well mike are you ready to put the people in their place of course i am here we go we do not care Things don't always work out as planned. Sometimes you leave your starting pitcher in a little too long. Mm. Sometimes you throw a hanging slider. Oh, too soon. When you should have gone high speed. And when these moments happen in life, you got to just pick yourself up by your bootstraps or your cleats in this case, and go back to the drawing board. Like My that. daughter calls them cleeks. Doesn't quite <laughs> have the T, which I find it fine. I don't even correct her. I just think it's funny. It's what, right. are you, I, what are you trying to put on? Cleeks? Okay, cool. It's all right. Tommy can't do, uh, he can't say Chinese food, so he says shiny food. Hey. <laughs> so now he does it listen, is, so he's not, he's not wrong. It is now shiny food. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so, the best. Like, even when I make stir fry and Violet and who yeah. can say that, Daddy, oh, what are you have... making? Shiny food. Yes, that's a that's a franchise in the making. <laughs> the shiny food franchise. All right. My first, my biggest, 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 biggest bottom. The lack of a post-credit scene. Oh, mm. totally agree. Pissed about it. Like, th there's nothing else I have to say about that. There's That's no post-credit scene. Anything. Yep. It could have been anything. We're not it could have been Carson. Two we years, talked about this. Years. Like, I mean, it, I was expecting something with Hera and Ezra. And like, oh, we know how to get to them. Or I think we could find a way. Like, something. Because we're not going to see any of these characters for what, probably two or three years now. The the Hera Ezra scene, which we didn't even talk about, is super weird in its timing. I would only imagine that when the Chimera came into orbit, which we know that takes two to three days, mm -hmm. right? Two to three rotations. How, how did he get into the ship? Did he soon? Did he did he just go? And if he just went. Why is he still wearing Stormtrooper armor? Mm -hmm. Does he need to wear the Stormtrooper armor? It doesn't make any sense. That probably should... That would have been a better mid credit scene. 
you know, because all yeah. we know is that they're they're back in the galaxy. We don't know what they're doing. So that would have been a cool moment to to stick in and maybe have them. I don't know, hug. A hug would have been nice, right? Yeah, uh, instead of Chopper just kind of rolling up and being like, "I know who this is." And yeah, I mean, it was that. a cool scene, but it was, it was sort cool. of like a weird. It was weird on the timing, because yeah. clearly days have passed, but. It didn't feel like days have passed, so it was very, very. That, I didn't like it. Now yeah. that uh, scene with Hera and Ezra had such a Seinfeld vibe for me. Okay, where when he was like when he came out and hi, everyone Hera. like shot hi Hera. I I just I pictured the bow, bow, and then cut to black. <laughs> I'm home. It was awkward. I didn't like it. It wasn't it, wasn't yeah. a great. Um, it wasn't a great thing. It would have been better if they. Been. Better we shot him down and he's like please don't shoot me anymore you know or something like that but he didn't I, have enough time for that yeah it was what well, was weird he kept his helmet on too like they drew it's it weird. out like it's supposed to be this crazy big reveal like we already knew that he got he escaped like uh, you know he was gonna somehow find he's uber resourceful he's gonna find his way yeah to Hera and everyone else like and it's fine that they just like you know skipped maybe saved us an episode of season two and just have him with them right now um but it was weird that he was wearing the stormtrooper outfit the whole time too like i don't know maybe thrawn like was like my boss and like zoomed him and was like hey i want your camera on and then yeah he had to keep yeah. it, it, that it could have been as simple weird. as we're getting a transmission from an unidentified ship right hera i'm home but i need your help mm -hmm. cut the black I mean, okay, great. Now I'm I'm in. You know what I mean? That would have been a great like way of doing it. Um because he's still he's still in need, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. It's and, and then like I just I just felt like they should have connected it to Mando mm -hmm. somehow. <laughs> like yeah. even if like you know, Grogu's playing with his frogs and juggling frogs and he sort of like looks, right? And Mando's like, what's going on? And Grogu goes, you know, in his little language, I've got a bad feeling about this. It could have been as could have been that, and that's all you yeah. needed. And we could have kind of, and I would have been like, hot diggity dog, I am ready to wait two and a half years for the next show. <laughs> but they didn't, and it's a it's a sour opportunity for the first time in eight episodes, Mike. I agree with you. Ooh. <laughs> or just. I'm I was just gonna. I was surprised there wasn't that. I I hit the wrong button. I missed it. That was on this side. <laughs> All right. So number two. I. This always annoys me. I love me when you sigh before you get into your thought. Because. <laughs> It annoys me. I don't. I don't want this, to talk about this. This always annoys me. Not just in this episode, just in any type of movie or show in general, where someone does something for the first time and they are immediately an expert. Ooh. Sabine gets the force pull for her lightsaber once, and then automatically can push Ezra across a ravine I've, I've already made my point on that i'm not going to repeat myself but i will <laughs> and like i go back to luke who did that in empire strikes back mm -hmm. 
and then tries to lift a ship out of the water and gets it like two inches. Which is crazy to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does it, kinda. Yeah. But still, over time, perfected it. Nope. One try, I got it for the rest of my life. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. I I tend to agree with you. No montage. I tend yeah. That's true. We did need the montage. I do agree with you in the fact that I'll agree to you to this. Eight episodes is not enough episodes to tell a story. And they need to cut some corners. And at least they acknowledged a couple things. One, she did train with Ahsoka prior. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka did not like where she was going with her mind. Mm-hmm. And stunted her growth. Probably on purpose. Which is which probably caused the rift. She doesn't practice for a while. Ahsoka obviously sees the only thing that's like kind of confusing is that Hu Yang is like, you're literally the worst <laughs> ever. <laughs> and then I guess she's not literally the worst ever mm-hmm. because her potential is unlocked, which I kind of like the theory of the Peridia theory of maybe having a little bit more force sensitivity. Um, I would argue that she had more training than Ray. I would agree with that. You know, in, yeah. in terms of like official training uh, versus survival training. And Ray did okay for herself. And she got killed with the Mary Sue, you know, discourse. And can you say Sabine's a Mary Sue? I don't think so. She's Mandalorian. She's warrior first. Um, She's a hard worker. And I'm okay with it. But I also would have liked a warm up to it a little mm-hmm. bit you know kind of what you like a little of evolution to it like it would have been cool to see instead of uh what's his face ezra pulling her during that ground battle she pulls him or pushes him out of the way in a little way yeah something like that i'm with you so I can, I can pose a question saying. to you did sabine actually help trying to open the gate I felt like she did. I think also that was a way of Ahsoka like trusting in her, like, "Hey, we're gonna need your help." Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're we're the we're the Jedi with with actual like control. There's an interesting scene. Um, remember the scene? They're all three across and they're deflecting. That's Someone broke it down, scene. right? And like Ahsoka is deflecting them back, <laughs> and Ezra's deflecting them back. The first shot. At Sabine hits her right in the head with the helmet, right? So it, it dings off her helmet. And, <laughs> and then, then Ahsoka she... goes, blasters. Well, that, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, so that's except my point. Is now she realizes like where did that come from? And then every every shot that she deflected hit the ground. Cause she's just not good with the lightsaber, right? At all. Um, that proves your point a little bit more that her, you know, her ability to do things is not as sharp. Um, but I just thought it's a, it's a right in helmet. She's like, wait a second. She really uses her Mandalorian armor a lot yeah. um, to block things, which is sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. But we've seen Mando survive better odds or worse odds, I said. All the odds. I like it. Thank you. Good one. And my last one. The lack of Shin and Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. 
They they probably Agreed. combined what forty five seconds of screen time, like if that. It's crazy. No, I know like it's setting up a different story for them, but if they were going to go that route with like their own little side missions, I would have rather have them uh, finish that up in episode seven and just like it felt kind of just like thrown in, like almost like oh we need to do something with Shin and Balin. Yeah. But they had to do something with Shin yeah. for sure. We forgot. Guys, give them 20 seconds apiece of yeah. looking at something. Yeah, that's, sort that's of. another story. Well, and then I think what made it really weird is we didn't really have a good transition from finale to epilogue. Mm-hmm. Because they, they blast away. And then it immediately like goes into epilogue, which was like Balin. And we're like, mm-hmm. what is happening? Right. So I think the way they sort of ordered and structured the the final, you know, few minutes of the show wasn't too great. Um, we didn't really get any time context that time has passed since then. Uh, again, a lower thirds text would be great. Mm-hmm. A few days later. Mm-hmm. Now Ezra shows up. Great. You know, Balin is doing his thing. We know that time has passed and they have gone on their ways. You know, how long was Shin in the wilderness finding these bandits? Obviously, she's been by herself for a few days. I don't know. But I agree with you. It is just a little bit. Again, I think it's a timing thing. I think they they had a they had a ninety minute episode that they were jamming down the forty two, which I don't yeah. understand why. There's literally no time constraints, so why are we cutting things out from a TV show? Like, what are the rules here that we have to cut things? Interesting. And that's a question for another time. A good what's it, a story for another time, Boss Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on that story. Still waiting on <clears throat> any story. Do you have anything else, my friend? I do not. Those are my main three. Does uh, anybody else have any? I do. Bottoms. Ooh, let's hear it, Dame. Where is Zeb? Damn, that's a great question. Like, I'm pissed about it. I would have preferred if they took his Mando cameo and put it in this instead. It would have been. Just, it would have been more appropriate. It, it would have made more sense. You had Carson in this show, so like that, maybe that in exchange. If you literally maybe took that scene and changed a little bit of the dialogue, threw it in here, I would have thought that would have made more sense. Like, I guess he like maybe it was a budget thing. Like his CGI it has to be a budget thing. Why wouldn't Carson and Zeb be the X wings that accompany her on their independent mission? That would make more sense than anything for sure. Yeah. Great, great point. Um, definitely a budget thing. I think it's, you know, he was all CGI'd up, right? Yeah. And really just the shoulders up. He didn't have anything else. He would have been, you know, his his animation, his his Lego figure is an outrageous plastic piece. I can't imagine <laughs> CGI'ing that up uh, for sure. So, no, I agree. I think they, they had a missed opportunity there for sure um, with that. And let me see. Looking, looking, looking. I don't know. Do you think 
it was a little annoying for Thrawn to continue to mention the Empire. Like, we get it, dude. I feel like it's all he knows. Like, that's just his sole purpose in life. Yeah. I guess I was hoping Thrawn was going to maybe bring upon a new vision. But more and more, it seems like Thrawn is just sort of helping set up what eventually will become the First Order. Mm-hmm. Which again is fine. It has to get there, but I was yeah. I was I was hopeful that maybe maybe it was going in a different direction. But uh, for the Empire, long live the Empire. I mean, long live the Empire. Moff Gideon says the same thing. So a little bit of a connection there, which is kind of cool. But um, I don't think I don't think I have anything else. Not too much. Not too much on the negatives in this show tonight, which is not a bad thing. Um, I have no question for the chatters this time around, except for thanks for being here. So we will get right into our noticements. Noticements. We've noticed a lot of things already, especially in our top moments. So I imagine there's not much left. Yeah, I noticed. All, all, oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say all of my noticements, like literally, were mentioned already. I believe it. I think. I believe it. I've noticed just a few things, and and some things like, why is that ship in such in low orbit? I thought to myself, I think it has something to do with satellite imagery and trying to locate them. So to have it any higher would cause the com scan to find them faster. Mm -hmm. So that was my only like justification for like why they have such a low orbit there. Thought oh, that was pretty cool. Um, one of my favorite Thrawn things that he did today in uh, today in the episode was when he sends the Tie Fighters off, and they you know they get exploded, and then the report comes back that they made contact, that they disabled the ship, but the the pilots were lost. And he said, acceptable outcome, mark the captain for a citation. Like he did something wrong because the TIE fighter pilots didn't make their way back. And that's such a great Thrawn um, move. And Mike, you would appreciate it more because you get you, we all the Thrawnisms. I mean, I'm telling you, they're, they're literally image to image, uh, mm -hmm. copy paste from the Rebels show. It's really great. Um, mark it for citation. I really enjoyed that. Uh, another great line from Thrawn is when he when he is teaching Morgan that a singular Jedi can turn the tide of most battles, and then he goes up very close to her and says, "Never again." I can I can appreciate that because I'm not a person that likes to make mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially when it comes to like tech implementation or doing something, whatever. Um, I often learn from those mistakes, and I have that moniker like it's okay to make that mistake that first time, but never again right never again uh i thought i love that line um a line that uh, you know a line that i noticed which i thought was cool speaking to sabine is i think uh her and ahsoka are on the ship right it's floating it's it's idling and ahsoka says hey have you kept up with your training and she says i try and then she follows it very quickly with i do and again, back to that try do sort of forcey thing with Yoda. I thought that was I thought that was intentional, um, with that Ooh. very particular lines of "I try, yeah. I do." Um, 
when I give my testing quizzes on Friday after we review, I'm going to say this line. I will rain hellfire upon them. <laughs> <laughs> Which clearly didn't work. And that's fine. Um, the Howlers really did. I think shout out to the Howlers, right? For oh, yeah. running through turbo laser bombardment <laughs> without, without missing a beat. Shout out to them. Um, Thrawn says, I know you because I know your master. Maybe, perhaps, this is where a Ronin like you should be. Final words from Thrawn over Calm. I mean, I think all the words from Thrawn are really, really interesting. But, like, the term Ronin, right? That's just to, to look it up real fast. Uh, you know, the shadows of samurai masterless and less honorable, right? Like, what? You know, so... She that was a cut that was she that was a cut deep you know, that was for, yeah for, was, yeah that was a deep one man very uh, savage yeah and I mean he's basing that off of like the Vader stuff mm -hmm. but we sort of know as the audience that she she came to peace with that but we were still like damn I was like oh my god he just really they called her dishonorable which is wild um and then finally. Again, going to lines, I wrote this very big on my paper. Ahsoka speaks to everyone, right? They're on Peridia, they're stuck. This is the storyline we have. And she clearly says, it's time to move on. And I think she's speaking to a lot of the fan base. I think Filoni's speaking to a lot of the fan base with his, uh, his lines by saying, it is time to move on. And that again can be interpreted, but I, you know, I can see it as, you know, the sequels are here to stay. It's time to move on and let's get going. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I think, you know, kind of cool stuff. So, obviously, Mirai, obviously, all the stuff we've mentioned Ooh. before, uh, Mannequin Ghost. Uh, I like the hyperspace trail. That was awesome. I think we see those waves coming out. That ship should have been exploded, but we'll allow it. It's fine. Um, Judges? I think that's all. Oh. They'll allow it. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> How about the beheading of the Death Trooper? Very cool. I wish she was. I, I get why they cut away. Because obviously, sure. like, family show, kid show. But still, pretty shocking to see a head. Pretty rolling. shocking. Pretty shocking. The severed, cauterized neck of the Death Trooper. The only way to get them, of course, is to double. go for the head and double tap. Double, double tap. Double tap, right? In the head, right? Both of them headshots, if you think about it. She got the headshot with the lightsaber. He got the headshot with the sever, mm -hmm. uh, which was neato cool. Um, I throw it to anybody else who has anything off with their head, says Nicole. I agree. <laughs> I think everything I said was just in my okay. my tops. Just yeah. little, little things I noticed. I love it. Well, that's good stuff. I have a couple um, things. Sweet. Oh, I, I forgot. I said Wait, I had a couple said, things. I said most. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so Sabine taking a page out of Cal Kestis's book with a blaster and saber going at the same time. Like that. Well, mm -hmm. I didn't play the new game, but I imagine that's what you can do in I the new game. I just saw videos. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be true. 
I just saw people playing it. I was like, ooh, yeah. that looks fun. <laughs> yeah. Um I I think I I like I like that because it's very hybrid. Mm-hmm. Hybrid action. Uh I feel like in this series in general, there has been a lot of ambiguity with quotes and with what people have said. Okay. So so something that uh Thrawn said um when he was talking to uh I think he was talking to Morgan about um it was right after Rain Hellfire. Okay. When he says there will be no negotiating with Anakin's apprentice. Now I took that a couple different ways. I took that either like Ahsoka is hot headed like uh Anakin, so there we wouldn't be able to negotiate, or I'm gonna off Ahsoka so there won't even be a negotiation. I took it both ways, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think he he definitely felt like the threat was real. Yeah. Um, he was fearful when he found out. Wait, he she. Wait a second. He had he trained somebody like him. Him, right? And like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot of people know that they had interactions. We've talked about it before, but like. Yeah, this this is no this is not a normal situation. This was normal and this is now not normal. We're going to need more time. Morgan, you're up. Right. Yep. <laughs> like so I mean, he had to sacrifice a what would you consider Morgan a knight? Right? On the chessboard? Pawn? Yeah, I, well, I don't think a pawn. She's uh, about pawn. Yeah, she's, the death she's, troopers, the stormtroopers would be yeah. there for sure. You know, so she you know, he had to sacrifice I mean, he's playing chess, you know, everybody else is playing checkers, of course. And, you know, that's why it's kind of eh, a little disappointing that not that I wanted Sabine or Ezra or Ahsoka to die. But what did they ha- I guess they the, what they sacrificed was their existence. Yeah, they don't exist right now, mm-hmm. um, which is good and bad. And for that, we'll have to get the way seeking. So, Mike, uh, my last little thing, more of a question. I like questions. So. The Eye of Zion's docking system, is that for any chip or specifically just for the Chimera? I think it was built under the specifications for that type of uh, ISD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a you know specific type of class ship, and I think the Eye of Zion, which obviously didn't get built overnight, but built in time which we could say took eight years to do, mm-hmm. right? Because they're sourcing the parts. Sort of, you know what? The sourcing the parts sort of reminded me of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming when they were sourcing the alien parts, right? And then the federal government comes in and tries to regulate it. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. A little cool connection, but I definitely think, I mean, that's the, the only other hyperspace rings we've seen is for Jedi starfighters. So... That's on a smaller scale, so I thought maybe they thought to themselves, huh, if we just control plus, control plus, control plus, and <laughs> zoom this in, we may be able to fit that Imperial Star Destroyer. Um, it's a great concept, though. I love the idea of, like, that was a realistic way of getting to a different galaxy with seven, ready? Seven Super Star Destroyer hyperdrives. Super Star Destroyer, the Executor, 
was a super star destroyer. The executor was 12 miles long. You need quite the engine to power that. And there were seven of them. So I, for me, the, the, it's plausible to make that happen. Um, but I do believe it was specific to that chimera. And that's it for me. Do you think they got the Eye of Cyan off the Citadel Tower at Scarif? Which doesn't exist at this point, but you get it. In the Inquisitor Tower in the middle of the ocean? Maybe. I mean, they obviously have renderings of the Star, the, the Jedi Starfighter, you know, rings. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Well, good stuff on the noticements. Thank you for noticing. Now let's get to predicting. the hell are in those crates dengar clones what the hell is in those gosh darn crates Spice. all right yes or no here we go say it at the same time ahsoka season two yes yes not announced though mando season four yes, yes. probably movie for yes. sure what year 2027. Wow. Four years. If, if they're going to squeeze a couple more seasons, if they're going to do an Ahsoka season two and a Mando season four, maybe they come out the same year, but you figure neither have been announced. Um, we still have the strike going on with the actors. Yeah. So that stretches everything out and pushes yeah. everything back at this point. So, I mean, I, I would, I would assume they would need, you know, maybe do product star production in 2026 on the movie comes out 2027 maybe have 2025 with um you know a second and fourth season of ahsoka and mando respectively and then yeah. kind of tee it up for that um but yeah i don't know that's just me guessing yeah no it is it's good it's good guessing does the movie release in theaters is it big enough to release in theaters they have to Ooh. But is I, it big I, enough to release in theaters? I, I think, I mean, just based off of like me going to watch TV show in a movie theater and like the the hype and yeah. the reaction, like I just think, you think about it, we haven't had Star Wars in a movie theater since 2019 now. Mm -hmm. It's already been four years. And I don't know if there's going to be another movie that would be in theaters before then, um, before this Filoni film. Right. So, I mean, people are going to be chomping at the bit. And I think that, He's building out this world for them to, you know, to basically make a Star Wars movie that everyone can come together and enjoy in theaters together. Will the movie require you to rewatch the seasons to understand it? Because movies are made for general audiences. I, I wouldn't be mad if they did a recap, which would be not traditional for a movie, but they do it oh, for every show. You know, that's what I mean? interesting. Or how like about what they did? They could do right justification for this one. Since shut it's up. The movie. Um, they do the scroll. Shut the hell up. <laughs> um, the scroll would actually make the most sense because they would say, <laughs> you know what Filoni would do? As per my last email, <laughs> in Mando season one, here's what happens. What if it just kind of did that? No, that's interesting. Um, <sighs> I would agree with. Uh, that it would definitely be released in the movie theater, but I don't think it would have the 
um, like the gross of like an episode, like okay. one of the yeah. prequels, uh, original. It wouldn't have that type of. Well, Force Awakens made the billion mark, so we're not we're not going to put it there. No, I think it would Solo have the made success, the least, right? I That's think it would have the success least. of like Rogue One. Yeah, I could okay. see doing better in Rogue One. Just That's because you, you have these characters that we become familiar with, yeah. Um, versus Rogue One, where it was just kind of like, "Hey, here's this, here's the plot of this movie. It's going to be pretty cool." Like, and then everyone was like, "Wow, this is an amazing movie." Um, Rogue One made a billion dollars. Wow, I did not um, know worldwide that. worldwide gross domestic five thirty two international five twenty three. Wow, five th- Wow, I don't, I I did not know that. Especially because no one goes to the movie theater now, I don't think it makes that money. Then solo on, I think it's going to be solo money. Hmm. Solo money made three hundred and ninety-two million. Domestic two thirteen, international one seventy-nine. The question is, does Filoni's Mando movie, Mandoverse movie, make more than four hundred million worldwide? I think so. Now here's the kicker. Solo had a budget of 275 million. I don't think they'll get that budget. I don't know. I, if they're I, spending 10 million an episode, right? Right. 80 million for the eight episodes, which you could consider a, just a long movie. Mm-hmm. Do they get a hundred million to make the movie? And do they? Again, this is Disney business. Right. They they don't want. They're not dumping money into projects anymore. That's clear. Here's $110 million to make this movie. Make it happen. We need to make $500 million. Will it make $500 million? Will they get $400 million back? Will this be the movie that erases the solo deficit? I could see it. I can see I, it too. I, I mean, there's just something to be said about the theater experience still. Like, I remember during the pandemic looking back and being like, man, I wish I had another end game moment in the movie theater. Like yeah. just that moment of holy crap, all this like years of culmination of all these movies, just like right there. And we kind of had it, you know, eventually we had it with no way home, which I thought was awesome. So much fun. And I think that people will go to the theater if it's the right film. Um, mm-hmm. And something like this, something like star Wars is just appreciated better on a big screen, the biggest screen yeah. you could possibly find. Yeah. I think a big thing that would have to do with this is uh, um, Pedro Pascal's um, star power continuing to climb. Mm-hmm. He's kind of well, with the strike and everything right now. He's kind of at a standstill. Mm-hmm. So if, especially if Last of Us season two is phenomenal, mm-hmm. if his star power continues to climb, then I think it exceeds that. Uh, what was it? The five hundred mark. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, I got what you're saying. The star power is going to drive people to go to the theater to see mm-hmm. him. I got what you're saying. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> question four Do we think, yes or no, Thrawn will eventually connect us to the First Order? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do the witches help bring Palpatine back? It's the easy way to do it. No. Hmm. Okay. 
I, I, I have a weird theory. I like weird theories. Um, bringing people. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of timelines and this, that, and so forth. No, never mind. He would have already died in the duel of uh, with uh, Obi Wan. Never mind. I was thinking of Dathomir, <laughs> which is Maul back from the dead. <laughs> but it would have been passed. Yeah, he's an old man now. Yeah. He's a yeah. Kenobi, and and another was actually in Rebels. Yes, mm-hmm. season four, Rebel season four. Um, yes, I don't know what the witches are going to do. It's a question I have. They end up on, they end up going to Dathomir, which is a mysterious planet, a very difficult planet to navigate. Is it the um, Outer Rim? Oh, what a question! Because wasn't Exegol in the Outer Rim? Oh, Exegol's in the Unknown Regions. Unknown Regions. Um through the red honeycomb plasma uh whatever and the so, sea of swirly twirly gum the, yes <laughs> <laughs> went through the Lincoln tunnel <laughs> dude elf is already on tv oh, christmas man. decorations are already in home depot everybody yeah. relax all right dath dath or mirror is a hop skip and a jump from Yavin 4. <laughs> it is considered uh, mid-rim? I'm going to say mid-rim. Um, Coruscant is considered in- internal. And Dathomir is, I would say, mid. Exegol is on the... I would. Well, you know what? I'm looking at this the way I'm looking at this. I would say Dathomir and Exegol are equidistant from the edge of the galaxy that I'm looking at. But I don't know, but it's technically mid because of the... There's a lot of activity on the right side of this map I'm looking at. Exegol is mid. <laughs> I, I hated the concept of Exegol. Yeah, Sector, it's in the region of the unknown... This is a great map, I gotta share this. Um, somebody put this together, what a psycho. Dathomir is... Oh, the region is the Outer Rim. In the Quill... Quelly sector? The hell does that mean? Okay. Oh, they have coordinates on it. Okay, interesting. Nerds. Yeah, a bunch of nerds here. Let me just look for that in the chat. Very interesting. Um, check out that map. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Um, we sort of talked about what we think would happen with Balin. Does he find this power? Does Shin become the baddie of the new beyond? Yeah. I think she might. I think she'll find her. I think she'll find comfort in being in control of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. She might relish in that a little bit, but I could also see her turning face, like becoming good at some point. Because um, yeah. I just think there was a lot of conflict and confusion in her as to why some things Agree. were going down. So Agree. I definitely think that there is a potential for her to. Uh, obviously, she's going to run into Ahsoka and Sabine at some point, and I think maybe they they come together. Um, and you know, work together. They did raise. They did. Uh, I think Ahsoka will again offer her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, as Mike troubleshoots his microphone, I can see what's happening. He's he's looking. He doesn't hear. It's back. <laughs> Something's back. Anyways, uh, I think I what shit, just happened. It it muted by itself. I can tell you that right now. You didn't touch anything. I know. I have no idea. And then now it's like not even. It's through my regular. Uh oh. Your audio drivers have failed you. They have. Somehow, have Mike's you. mic has returned. Yes. Yes, indeed. 
Sort of. Um, any other wacky theory? I mean, there's again, there's a lot of unresolved. What does like what what ha what happens with Thrawn now? You know what I mean? Like we have the year is nine ABY, right? Mm -hmm. We are sort of we are sort of in unknown territory. Moff Gideon seemingly defeated. The only kind of thread we have from season three of Mando is the Council of Shadows. Paleon. Uh, maybe Paleon's on Dathomir. Maybe that's why they're going there. Hmm. Um, Paleon, his right-hand man, of course. Uh, what happens next? Do they regroup? Does Thrawn take over the Shadow of Council? Or the Council of Shadows? Um, we have Hux in the Shadow of Council. That's why it's, like, interesting, because, like, Paleon's on one side of the table, and Hux is on the other side of the table. Right. But are they exactly working together? I don't think so. So, like, I don't know if Thrawn does have a direct connection with the First Order just yet. I think he may want to just control... Maybe he's his end goal... Okay, so the Chiss uh, is his people, and the Chiss are always worried about the unknown threats in the galaxy. Okay. These Night Sisters are sort of unknown threats. Did Thrawn befriend them to keep them at bay from attacking the Chiss? That would be a very Thrawn thing to do. Yeah. To befriend um, the enemy for the sake of saving his people. Even though he's been exiled, he's very, very loyal to his Chiss folk. But that is so out there and so deep in lore that you... <laughs> It wouldn't make sense to go that route. It probably has to be a little simpler. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We're in a we're in a time where we don't really know when the next the next show could come out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Skeleton crew or acolyte or something like that. Oh, I forgot about um, acolyte too. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Acolyte being very dark from what I'm hearing. Um, Skeleton crew too, I think. It's supposed to be very dark. You shall see. No no lights at all. Um, Dame, any other predictions that you have? So I was just kind of talking about uh, the Anakin Force Ghost. I think okay. this will wrap up with Filoni doing a nod to the original trilogy where we see Force Ghost Anakin, Force Ghost Ahsoka, and Sabine looking on as kind of like the one to carry the mantle going forward. I, think I hate it. A lot of growth I love it, but I hate it. I just got chills when you said that. Why? <laughs> so that means you're going to die. I'm yeah. uncomfortable with that. I, I mean, it's because I feel like that movie's going to wrap up all of those stories. So it would be kind of neat to see that. Um, and I just think that that's a, like a really full circle moment for So even yeah. though she did kind of have her closure with Anakin this season, I just think for her to be with him as a force ghost, I think would be really cool to see. It would track with the voices that Ray hears when channeling all mm -hmm. the Jedi. Yep. Because she does hear both Ashley Eckstein and Aiden Christensen. I'm not a fan of that theory, but it does track, damn it. <laughs> I was hoping that we would see some escapism past the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, for these folks but now with that idea i don't i don't see it happening that's all i got well you got me so mad about it to be honest with you mikey no likey i crikey I, really, 
I really don't have any um, like crazy theories, anything along the lines. I feel like, I, I think we alluded to this earlier, that maybe Grogu senses something. Mm-hmm. And he senses the witches, I believe. Um, you know, obviously they start to take the 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 count uh, the um new republic takes starts to finally take the threat of throne serious speak mm. seriously because he's actually there mm-hmm. and i think i said this maybe a podcast or two ago that the the dick ziono is has been a mole for like the <laughs> first order the whole time mm-hmm those are my like i guess safe ish does thrawn the threat of thrawn <coughs> warrant bigger heroes luke oh, i think leia step up the defense council do they get involved because ahsoka is not there mm-hmm. right Ezra does not know who the Mandalorian is. They have no relationship. We now have a rogue Jedi-like person. Does Hera know of the Mandalorian? Don't know. Carson does. The only connection we have is Carson. So Mm -hmm. the only thing that they could say is, you know, Carson would be like, they would have to say something like, we need to contact Luke Skywalker, and they can't. Okay, fine. What's the next best? What's our next best option? I know a guy. Right? And then it's Mando. Mando gets his people involved. You know? But again, up against a light cruiser was a formidable opponent. Now they're up against a full-fledged Star Destroyer Mm -hmm. with very little armament with them. So I don't know how they I don't know how they're going to do this story. The more I think about it. You 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 have to include a hero. Yeah. A hero has to make an appearance. And the only hero that I know of that is in existing in the galaxy that makes sense is Luke. Is this the time we get a Luke recast in this what would probably would be called heir to the empire movie? Mm. You know, it's this oh. is is this the time? Ezra was the one that essentially banished Thrawn originally, right? Yeah. That with the help of it. So it was just he your hero? Could with be a, lo- a long time with a along a ragtag group of throwbacks like Carson, Carson gets Mando yeah. and Bo Katan involved and Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. With enough Mandalorian support, Dark Saber now. So that I mean, she doesn't use the Force, but Dark Saber's pretty. Dark Saber's destroyed, brother man. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crushed. It's crushed. Yeah, I forgot about that. Doesn't exist. Which was which was. I think we'll get another one though. He can just get another another model, the same model, just yeah. Crest two point oh, dock the N one on it, and then boom, he's good. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know, but 
I like not knowing right now. I like that. One of the biggest things I like is that Lucasfilm has learned their lesson of announcing projects uh, all willy-nilly. So hopefully we get to hear uh, some new announcements coming down the line. <coughs> but in the meantime, if there's nothing else, final thoughts? I have a couple. One, one little final thought. Let me hear it. Do you think they've been adding tidbits of Rangers of the New Republic in 100%. Like Mando 4 and this just to be like, we need to do it somehow? I, I think they for like sure. All the Carson stuff is Rangers of the New Republic, I do. essentially? Yeah, I yeah. do. I think I think so. I think that makes the most sense. Um, I would not mind a Rangers of the New Republic show run by Carson, but and it would have to be a, a buddy cop um, format. Carson and Bill Burr, his character. <laughs> I would love that, actually. Yes. And they're in a snowspeeder together. <laughs> and they're wearing aviator glasses. <laughs> Just a Boston accent. <laughs> Is the crystal destroyed from the Dark Saber? Great question. Does the Dark Sable Sable does the Dark Saber have a crystal? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe. Only time will tell. Okay. Shall we finish? We shall. It's time for our final one sentence summary of the Ahsoka season. I don't have alliteration this time around, so it's not very fancy. But if you do have something fancy, let it be known. I have a, a song-ish. Oh, I, I have a title, but it's a play off of the title of this episode. All right, Damien, you go first. All right, it's the Chronicles of Thrawnia, the Nodi, the Witch, and the Jesus Dude. I wasn't... I wasn't... Expecting Thronia. Chronic. <laughs> what calls of Thronia? <laughs> I liked it. That's good. I say this finale opens doors to the new beyond, putting our characters into new scenarios and offering up mystery for the first time in a long time. Boom. Uh, mine is in the key of a very popular Van Halen song. Hot for Teacher? Yes. No, it's not Hot for oh, Teacher. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't you see you standing here at the edge of a monster ravine? Might be the largest I've seen. Use your force, push the beam. <laughs> Might as well jump. That was good. Dude, dude, dude. This is another thing that you should have had me prepare. I could have prepared ah. the dudes. The dudes, man. That's actually a good sounder to have. Is just those opening horns. Dude, 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 
Well, with that, hold on, I put my notes down. Here it is. This week it was jump. Last week it was celebrate. I know, man. You gotta listen. You gotta send me the thoughts so I can get this prepared. And uh, and that, my friends, <clears throat> is our show. One hour and thirty-one minutes, an appropriate length for a finale. A pretty normal length for a finale. We want to thank our people for checking us out. Tina and Nicole, backyard Tardis, and the Scarif Scuttle. But podcast, as you know. This is the Extra Star Wars channel, and if you're watching this live, thank you. If you're watching this after the fact, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Drop a comment and interact with us on the socials. Just search for us, and you will find us. For other content, check out bio.link backslash extra techie. And for more nerdy content, head on over to bio.link backslash red5 coming down the pipeline now that we don't have to do a live show every week we have got more time i'm going to catch up on the comics that's going to be my next phase i think vader and star wars number 39 just dropped and i think i have like 34 35 36 37 38 to read so we've got some more content coming down the line i'm curious oftentimes Current issues of Star Wars comics will reference current TV shows. Um, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of interesting uh, connections to the High Republic uh, within the Star Wars uh, OG comic, which is pretty, pretty interesting. It's sort of that concept of no space that I was talking about, how our heroes went into no space and they could not get out of no space without a very particular path engine path engine referencing to the high republic hmm. uh, that allows you to jump in and out of hyperspace at will um, with these mini jumps mini bursting jumps which makes them a chaotic enemy to fight because they disappear and then reappear somewhere else so it's pretty interesting uh, concepts down in the high republic and i think high republic phase three just started I missed the boat on phase two completely because I was unhappy that they went back in time instead of continuing the story. But apparently uh, there's going to be some sort of big payoff. And we'll get to that and to all the other good Star Wars stuff uh, on the Extra Star Wars channel. Don't forget to check us out. Mikey, thank you, friend. Appreciate you. You're Dame, welcome. are we seeing any content from you in the future? What are we seeing? I've been, yeah, I've, I've been lacking. Um, I'll, I'll be getting back you on the horse soon, though. Slacker! Slacking. Come on! One kid? <laughs> you got one! We got we got a 5-0 and football team. We got some that is true. football playoffs and also uh, NBA starting up. So, do you guys no know one cares about, about the NBA. Do you know what you know what Din Djarin says when he gets fouled during a layup? <laughs> And one. <laughs> and with that, we will say goodbye. We appreciate your time. And may the force be with you.